because you can't just be positive. You can't just change your thoughts automatically. It takes work. You have to figure out where the thoughts came from and these belief systems. They came from your past. They came from past lives. You really need to unpack it instead of keeping it hidden in the closet and be like, everything's fine. When really your closet is about to like burst open with all of your, your baggage. Welcome to the Dairy to Move podcast. I am your host, Colleen Wetmore. Each week, I will give you a guest or a thought that will help you become aligned with your soul and your life's purpose. We will have conversations about raw and real topics with inspiring and motivational individuals. So let's get deep, and I dare you to move into who you were meant to be. show i hope everyone had a good week and a good weekend um i know i did i just kind of i watched a lot of movies (laughs) a lot of movies i really love movies and they really make me happy when i get to watch them but yeah so like hercules was hercules was on tv so i watched that for a little bit and then yeah, I watched Horrible Bosses, Captain Marvel, Hunchback Notre Dame, Falling in Love with Two Ends. It was on Netflix, I don't know, Ice Age, and then The Lucky One. Yeah, I enjoy watching movies. But yeah. um, So it's like 6.39 right now and I, at night, and I feel like it's like 8.30. This whole time change thing just always um, screws with my head. It really does, like... I just, I don't even know. I feel like it should be a lot later than what it is. I just, I don't even know. What's the point of time changes for anymore? I kind of have a headache, so I'm probably not making any sense. Um, But anyway, I'm just going to get right into it. Like I said, I have a headache, so. Yeah, so on the episode for today, we have Jessica Pancrazio, which is my new friend. We met through a podcast group. Surprise, surprise. Um, But she's an intuition life coach, tarot card reader, and a hypnotherapist. And uh, she specializes in past life regression. Um, I know she does work as a therapist type. Um, She does explain that in the episode. But she is amazing. Um, So the first, like, 20 minutes, I would say, 20, 30 minutes, probably 20 minutes, is my tarot card reading with her so if you don't want to listen to that just skip through and find out where she starts talking because it's so good and she has such good words of wisdom and I loved learning more about her and I've gotten to know her a little bit better now but she's amazing and everyone is going to enjoy this so much enjoy well Um, sometimes you'll see that a person who reads tarot cards will flip over a card and they'll be like, you're going to get a new job in two months and you're Mm going to have a baby in six months and blah, blah, blah. Right. It doesn't work like that. At least I don't, I don't think it works like that because each day something can change. There's like a million billion different futures that you could possibly have. True. So when I'm reading the cards, it's more of like an energetic feeling that I get. Um, It's more like emotion-based and self-based. So it's like, if you continue doing this, then this could be a potential outcome. But if you don't want that, then maybe something else can help you change it. Okay. So it's kind of helping you make decisions? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that's how it was. That's very interesting. Yeah, because it's all about your personal interpretation. Like, as I'm telling you my interpretation, interpretation, you're going to hear it even more differently. Okay. And you're going to take the things that resonate with you because you are meant to hear those things at this time. Gotcha. Um, 
why it's not helpful when people say you're going to meet the love of your life in a year is because that year's going to go by. And if they don't meet the love of their life, then they're going to settle on someone or make a decision that may, might not be good for them. Right. And then they get kind of stuck because somebody put an expectation on them and they feel like they have to complete it or else. So this is why I don't think it doesn't feel right to me to tell people what's going to happen mm-hmm. um, unless it's very, very broad. Like the start of something new is a very broad term, but it could be like new relationship, new child, new job, new dog. I don't know. Right. So, but you're not giving it like a timeline. Yeah. No specific timeline. Gotcha. But sometimes the cards will like have an energy that's fast. Like this is going to be soon or this is going to be slow and steady or you need to do X, Y, and Z first before you get here. So uh, you'll you're see. you me nervous. Does anyone get nervous? I'm kind of like, I don't oh, know. Happen. <laughs> You've never had a reading before? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to be nervous about. So I'm using the fountain tarot. This is the box it comes in. The fountain tarot. Okay. It was my first deck. Well, not my first deck because I had a bunch of decks as a teenager and I moved around so much. I lost them or I gave them away. So this is my newest recent deck. Um, and when you pick a deck, normally you pick the one that like calls to you. And I know that sounds kind of woo, but really if you're looking at pictures of decks, it's the one that you find the prettiest, honestly. Oh, I'm woo. So woo it okay. up, lady. <laughs> That's right. Highest self podcast is so woo. I love it. Yep. I'm wearing my shirt today that says made of stars. I don't know if you can see it. It says made of stars. Oh, cute. Yeah. Well, little woo a lot. Yep. All right. I'm shuffling my deck now. Okay. Headphones. And I have a couple other decks that I want to test out on you too, if you don't mind. That's fine. But we're going to do a regular tarot reading. Is there anything specific you want to know or general idea of something? Um, I'll probably just ask as we go along. Okay. Because I know we were talking a little bit about your career earlier. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good. <laughs> oh, so you mean ask, like, what I want to know of my life? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I have. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um... How do people normally ask? Like, is it specific or just general? Um, it could be either. But remember, the more specific it is, the less likely, likely you're going to get a straight answer. Like, I can't give specific answers. So, I ask, will I find a career I enjoy? Yeah. Or do I have to move to find the career I'll enjoy? <laughs> okay. Like, because I think that's where I'm, I don't know what I'm doing right now with that, so. Feeling kind of lost. Are you doing the right thing? How right. do I get to the right thing? Right. All right, I like it. I feel like that's a really good direction to go in. All right. I'm already super excited about this. <laughs> I've pulled out three cards. Or, oh my God. This Will is my crazy. podcast make me tons of money? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy that you said that. Okay. Wait till we start talking. Okay. <laughs> I love doing readings because like, it's funny, like with a person that I've never met before and they tell me like a smidge about their life and it's right here. It's here. Okay. I'm curious if stuff I don't even mention will come through too. Cause it's kind of, goes hand to hand with what I'm talking about so yeah um so I pulled out five cards I don't normally do a spread sometimes you see like a spread and like a star formation I just read them straight across okay um because I feel like I kind of know what they're trying to say already mm-hmm. so your first card is eight of cups eight of cups yes hmm okay um, cups generally represent the emotion and intuitive side of a person and as you look at this image, there's eight empty cups and a person with his back turned walking away. Okay. 
Can you see it from there? Yeah. So this is representing you and your life and it's time to walk away from something that's not fulfilling you anymore. Something that just does not fill up your cup. You are feeling like you're in a place that's just, you're stuck. You're waking up every day like, what am I doing? Why am I living the same Groundhog Day over and over again? This card is a person walking away trying to tell you it's time to move on, to get away from this emptiness that you might be feeling. Mm -hmm. The next card you have is Page of Wands. Okay. You can maybe see that it's a little girl with a wand looking like she's running into the new distance or whatever. Um, And wands represent fire and passion and a page um, is the beginning of a journey. So you have this new idea that you are super passionate about and you're going at it like a child on their first day of school, somebody who's super excited, like kind of carefree without any reservations. However, there are some reservations because your next card is the moon. Hmm. Okay. The moon represents, and you can see it's at the ocean as well. I know. So you think, um, ocean. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that's any significance, but. Well, spiritually, the ocean represents something deep and hidden. We have barely explored the ocean. And the moon represents mystery and the unknown. So while you have this super excited feeling about this new idea you have, there's all of this crap hidden under the waters, all of this uncertainty and self-doubt that's maybe holding you back. Maybe you're doubting yourself, like maybe I'm not good enough, or who am I to do this? What do I know? all of these negative thoughts you might be having about yourself is putting a damper on this excitement that you have. Like Mm -hmm. imagine a flame and you're like splashing water onto it with these doubts. You're putting out the flame. So these doubts are making you less excited or maybe even the idea of all the work that you might have to do in the future. It seems so immense. Like how am I going to even be able to begin when maybe I'm not the right person to do it anyway. Hmm. So all of these thoughts are keeping you stuck. But as the first card is saying, you got to get out of here. You have to do something different for your own good. Um, And the four of wands is your next card. It's a bunch of people on a beach celebrating. So we've got two ocean cards here. Hmm. Um, The four of wands is representative of stability and celebrating your life. So I feel like this reading is telling you that once you get past all of this self-doubt, you're going to be like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's going to be super successful because you have the king of coins as your last card. And that means, see that gold coin right there? Wow. (laughs) The king sitting on a pile of money. Wow. So this this is really like a general reading, but it's basically telling you, You have to get out of your current situation. You have an awesome idea, but your self-doubts are keeping you stuck. But once you get over that, it's going to be everything that you've asked for or everything you've ever wanted. How does that sound? I'm just wondering if it's talking about career or relationships. Let's find out. (laughs) I love doing this stuff. I'm like, it's just funny because... That's literally the same with the two other women, the three other women, the Akashic Records and the other women who tapped in my energy. That's the same thing they were saying. My fairies, my angels were saying that. The masters of the Akashic Records are like, you need to like get rid of stuff, your past, some stuff in the past. You need to dig deep and like mm-hmm. find yourself and everything will be fine. And I'm like, okay. Yes. But it's, it's all getting- like the same. And that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's so, like, diving into the spirituality world and knowing that everything people are telling me is just, like, similar things. It's just in different ways. It's, like, insane. It's, it's, I don't even have words. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, 
we got a stalker card. This is oh exciting. God. Now it's good. Um, <laughs> stalker now. <laughs> no, a stalker card is a card that continues to repeat itself. Oh, um, well, I've been told about certain patterns. So. Out of this giant deck of cards, another, like one of the cards we just got came out again. I just shuffled them four times. I feel like that happens a lot. You like, pull from the top. I shuffle, and then when I'm thinking, I cut the deck. Um, and then, so wherever I cut the deck is where I begin, and then I flip them over. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. If it was in person, I would have you cut the deck. Oh, okay. You, gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, okay. This card that came out is one card that scares me um, because I get this card all the time. Mm. And it is a big problem that I have. And you look at the image, it's kind of frightening. The Nine of Swords. The hell? It's a guy clutching his knees as these swords come and creep up on him. But don't let it bring you down because this represents what's going on in your mind right now. Mm. Maybe even your heart. Um, it represents this overwhelming anxiety and fear and feeling trapped. Like the image of the guy, he's cowering alone in a dark room, trying to get away from this. But sometimes what this card tries to tell you is the things that we are trying to escape the most, sometimes it's from within ourselves, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, it's not always outside influences. Sometimes it's our way of thinking that's currently keeping us down. These mm -hmm. negative thoughts that keep coming round and round, making you doubt yourself or making you feel bad about yourself, making you feel unsupported, making you feel lonely. And these things, if we think them enough, we start to believe that they're true and we stop questioning them. Um, your next card you have is Nine of Wands. So you can tell that the person is almost at the top of this pyramid. Mm -hmm. So there's been something that you have been like battling and it's been going on for a long time. Maybe you're not sure if you need to make a decision or you keep trying to change things and it's not getting anywhere. And this is trying to tell you that it's about to be done, but you have to keep putting the work in to do it. Related to the first card with the fear and anxiety, I'm wondering if this is either about you trying to getting into all of this spirituality and self-help stuff, if it's trying to encourage you to keep going to get past all of this negative stuff about yourself, mm -hmm. or if this is more of like a solid real-life situation that you're dealing with, um, hmm. or it could be both. Because um, I know you said you wanted to know about career or relationship. This isn't really clear about it. Right. Um, your stalker card is the four of wands again so there is going to something good is going to happen and i feel like this is going to be soon because it came out twice twice in a row hmm. it, it was the fourth card last time it's the third card this time um and your last card is the high priestess um she's associated with the moon you can see that she's sitting on a moon chair the moon in the background black and white and she's also mysterious. And I feel like this is representing who you're about to become. Just like a powerful, competent, but also mysterious, womanly. Uh, sorry, I get like jumbled messages sometimes. Um, yes, okay. So compared to the first card, which is the nine of swords, is you could be this shrunken, nervous type of feeling inside, or you can be this like ethereal princess, so to speak. I don't know why those words came out. I think I'm, it's from somebody else. It's <laughs> <laughs> but like you have this idea of who you want to be in your life and you're trying really hard to get there, but it's like, which way do I go? How do I get there? Just keep keep on trucking is what I'm hearing. Did anyone ever tell you that before? Keep, keep on trucking that phrase. 
No. I mean, I've heard of it, but you've heard of it. Okay. Um, because it's just that's really out of character for this type of reading. Keep on trying. Well, I mean, I'm out of character, so it's fine. <laughs> you're just the right character you're supposed to be at this moment. I know. I love who I am. I'm, I'm a weirdo. I don't care. Let me um pull another card for you. I'm gonna pull from the Animal Spirit deck. Ooh. So, wow. People think that they have one spirit animal for their whole life. That's not true. You have a variety of creatures, spiritual totems that support you. Um, and sometimes you have more energy of one than the other. So um, let me just figure out which animal is here to tell you a message right now. Because <laughs> today, like sometimes you'll see repeating animals throughout your day. Um, like today, a butterfly landed right next to me. So that meant something to me. Mm -hmm. So just, it wants you to pay attention to what the messages could be. Okay. Ooh. Snake. Oh boy. You don't like snakes? Mm -hmm. This is a cosmic snake. You can see that he's in a circle, the circle of ongoing time. Um, let me just check my guidebook because these have such a long explanation. Sometimes I can't memorize them. <clears throat> okay. This is representing your creative potential. You are at the end of a cycle and you're about to burst into this new creative energetic life sphere. Wow. Um, and it's kind of like you're reaching your highest potential. Like you are on the way you have completed one revolution of this, cycle in your life and you're about to jump into the next one um but you need to also consider what has not been awakened yet and really explore yourself and explore what things really make you passionate about life because like you were saying earlier you like environmental stuff maybe there's something that you can do that fits everything you want to do together you know so really mm -hmm. just put all of the ideas out on the table and use that creative energy to see what you can like create. Um, it says here when the snake energy is out of balance, um, you might see yourself stopping and starting things or not completing projects mm -hmm. or maybe um, I know I'm a procrastinator and I procrastinate because I don't think I'm going to be good enough or I'm not going to do a good enough job. So I'll be like, I'll do it later. Mm -hmm. when I have to rush and then I just have to fudge it all together. Um, so in order to bring it back into balance, it's really recommending like meditating or um, mm -hmm. what is it? A specific type of yoga where you like awaken the spiritual snake that lives along your spine, uh, mm -hmm. like awakening the chakras in your spine or something. You ever hear of something like that? I can't remember. Ah, there's Kundalini yoga. That's Kundalini, yes. That's the breathwork one, right? Or the yeah, and it's like I've never done it, but someone explained it to me where you're focusing on each chakra and you're awakening the snake up your spine until you're totally in sync. So I feel like that might help you get in more um, connection. Dude, when you started energy. talking about creativity, I just started crying. <laughs> like shit. I'm like, this is crazy. I have one more for you. The threads of fate. Okay. They're like gold leaf. Well, I don't know if they're official gold, but it's so pretty. Um, they're oracle cards. Just basic, like one or two words. A straight up message from the universe directly. So let's see. I don't understand how people don't believe in this stuff. I used I to not believe until weird things kept happening to me. Wow. Nothing weird's happening to me, but the fact I've had three, four different women tell me similar things. They're all different spiritual, like, ways, uh, I guess spiritual modal, not modal, yeah. of reaching to the spiritual world, and they all mm -hmm. talk the same, similar friggin' thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's a pretty weird coincidence. If you that's just crazy. Yeah. 
and you just watch, you're going to start seeing, you'll probably start seeing snakes showing up. Not like real snakes, but symbols, symbols of snakes. You know, real snakes. (laughs) I held a python one time, I think, in Australia, and I was like freaking out. I mean, I did it because I was like, I need to do it because I hate snakes, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I just wouldn't want them like near me. (laughs) You might see them. Um, but sometimes, you know, if an animal's right in your face, it's got like a really strong message to tell you. Yeah. That's so crazy. The card you got is the revolutionary person holding a torch of flame. You (laughs) are about to start changing stuff. Like you're, this is telling me you're going to make a big difference. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to make a difference and you want to make a difference. You want to make the world a better place. You mm-hmm. want to make the world cleaner, safer. You want to pre- preserve it for like the future. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like your thing. You like the environment. Of course yeah. you like that stuff. Um, and with all the other messages today, I feel like in order for you to be a revolutionary, to change people's lives, you have to keep going after your passion. And to do that, you have to be creative. And I think you're doing that. Hmm. What do you think? I could probably just cry. Literally just ball right now. Aww. In a good way, not a bad way. Wow. I'm glad I could help. I love, I love getting readings for people and getting the messages that they're supposed to hear. Because you have the same... Uh, cheerleading squad upstairs they're all just mm-hmm. using different people to shout at you um you know because it's something that you're supposed to hear and keep hearing wow okay <laughs> Cut out. Cut out that. okay so we just did a tarot reading mm-hmm. how do you i guess let's jump into what do you do how do you incorporate the tarot readings and the hypnotherapy and past life regression into what you do and all that? <laughs> okay. Um, so I like to incorporate everything for everyone because I feel like it's all connected, but it depends on what the person needs. Mm. Um, I generally like to have a set of sessions with people because you're not going to be able to get any major type of change from one session. Um, and my belief is you have to go to the past before you can move forward because we have a lot of energetic blockages from things that we're still holding on to, not from this lifetime, but also from mm-hmm. past lifetimes. And these lessons will continue to present themselves and repeat over and over again until we resolve them. And We can either consciously or subconsciously reject the lesson and just be stuck, or we can kind of grow into that next, next level of your spiritual journey. Um, I feel like people can be reincarnated tens, hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about how old the earth is and how many humans have been here and how many animals and creatures have been here. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending on where you are in your spiritual journey, who knows what you'll be reincarnated in as next. Right. Maybe someone has a really hard life or maybe they make some choices that weren't, weren't the best for them. They might end up going back to a lower level life form. I hate using that word, but like the, the conscious ability, you know, less than humans. Um, to just deal with those more basic primal needs first before coming back to this Hmm. type of realm. But it really depends. Everybody is so different. Everybody's journey is different. And I believe that when we are in the spirit world, that we kind of choose our path. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're, we're with our team And we're deciding, okay, what lessons do I choose in the lifetime that will help me evolve to the next level? 
So I feel like that helps me when I'm going through crap. I'll be like, I chose this to happen to be. I chose this. Um, but then again, I feel like sometimes we really don't have control over things that happen to us. Mm-hmm. I get really, I get mixed messages all the time. I really don't like giving definitive answers because I, right now in this time, I haven't, I have no direct connection from upstairs. So I don't really know the truth. I don't think we can ever know the truth until we're there full time. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I like to help people go to their past, really get through whatever past trauma they've been through, whatever emotional blockages they have. Um, Because you could spend all day about like being positive and let's be motivated to do, it drives me nuts. Because you can't just be positive. You can't just change your thoughts automatically. It takes work. You have to figure out where the thoughts came from and these belief systems. They came from your past. They came from past lives. You really need to unpack it instead of keeping it hidden in the closet and be like, everything's fine. When really your closet is about to like burst open with all of your, your baggage. Um, So yeah, we want to go in there and take each little thing out at a time, look at it, evaluate it, learn from it, and then put it aside instead of stuffing it back away. And I feel like that will facilitate the most change um, instead of just forcing yourself to be positive mm-hmm. because that's, that's only going to last for so long because yeah. it's, it's another way of avoiding things when you need to face things. You need to feel the bad stuff sometimes. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't like feel their emotions or feel what they're going through and they just numb out or pretend everything's okay. And that's why we're a very frustrated society. We're not dealing with our crap. (laughs) We have all our walls up all the time. We're afraid to feel feelings and we're afraid to show feelings to other people because we don't know how to receive feelings from people either. It makes us uncomfortable. Maybe it triggers something in us. I feel like what would help the human race ultimately is being okay with vulnerability. I think so too. You have to be a little uncomfortable and what will help you get through it is a mantra saying, I will get through this. It Mm -hmm. sucks right now. I can get through it. But even then you might not have the ability to have those thoughts in that moment. Maybe it's just too hard and that's okay too. Yeah. Because eventually it will, it will get easier. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So, so people come to you for most, mostly past life regressions. And then do you, you said you do multiple sessions. Mm-hmm. So do you, so does everything like, cause you said you're intuitive life coach, you do tarot card reading. So do, do you do those all separately or you try to incorporate it all together? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's confusing. It's, I'm <laughs> no, not going to do that. I normally am not going to do a tarot reading and a past life regression in the same session. Um, okay. Normally, like I, I build up to the past life regression because that's, okay. that's one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally there's a timeline that the person has within them that, may, that what they're comfortable with doing first. Um, so normally I like to start out, like that's why I like to give free sessions at first just like a meet and greet so I can get to know you, see where you're at and what will help you. Mm -hmm. Some people will be like, no, don't ever hypnotize me ever. Some people will be like, no, I don't really want the card readings or, you know, people. So I, I go with what they want. I suggest things if, if I think it'll help, but at the end of the day, it's their decision. It's their journey. Um, but after getting to know them and just discovering that it will be a good match, I would start out with like a tarot reading for them to really get a better picture of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I like to get a history of what they've experienced in this lifetime. Um, Really focusing in on that certain pain that they felt in the past that might be linked to what's keeping them stuck. Um, And then I like, I would like to do hypnosis just for this lifetime first Mm. figure out what's going on because we don't we don't have any like easy to retrieve memories from our past lives they're like deep 
they're like buried a bunch under right. a bunch of garbage from this lifetime. <laughs> so we have, sometimes we have to sort out the stuff from this lifetime before we can even go back. Um, some people like through my training, some people like to go back hip through hypnosis through this lifetime to their earliest memories, um, like reverse chronological order. Um, cause then that will bring you closer and closer to the past life, the past experience before you were born. Um, some people jump all over the place, which is fine too. Um, and it's really unpredictable because, um, we might even be in a hypnosis session for this lifetime and they might start getting random memories from a past life hmm. and we just go with it. Wow. But I build up to it. You know, I'm not going to be like, Hey, what's your name? Let's go to sleep. <laughs> because I want to also know if the person is ready to emotionally handle it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people have been through serious trauma and they're not ready to handle going back and feeling these things yet. And sometimes I feel like I might have to refer them to traditional mental health therapy. Um, that's what I do in my daytime job. Um, and I want to make sure that they're clinically okay mm -hmm. to be doing this work. Because if a person is super depressed, I don't want to trigger them into thoughts of hurting themselves or something like that. If they feel like if they start getting in that zone it's time to refer to like a more structured professional setting mm -hmm. rather than this like open-ended spiritual work. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good at identifying that because that's, that's what I do. I, I assess and diagnose mental illness all day at a hospital. Um, so I'm pretty good at detecting the symptoms um, and gauging whether or not they're ready. Um, also, you know, depression, depression was just one example, but if someone's anxious, I don't want to trigger a panic attack. If someone has PTSD, I don't want to trigger a flashback. It's, it's a very delicate work. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful when you're going back to the past. And I think that's why a lot of people stick with the just be positive and be motivated type of mm -hmm. coaching because everything else is so scary. It's like, chaotic you'd have no idea what to expect um so yeah gotta be careful with that stuff yeah wow um so i kind of want to dive like dig deep on the past life regression mm -hmm. so like how much do you think our limiting limit that limiting beliefs are based on past lives and how much can past lives affect us now a like, whole lot more <laughs> past lives affecting us more now or our shit that we're dealing with now affecting us more well it's a combination because all of the stuff that we're dealing with in this lifetime is probably a ripple effect from everything else it's just going to keep repeating itself over and over again um, and the purpose of past life regression is getting to the source of that pain, understanding where it came from. Um, because yeah, what, what happened to us 10 lifetimes ago, we could have been repeating that same stuff over and over again. A really good example, an easy example would be like a breakup. Maybe someone broke your heart. Maybe you were in ancient Greece and someone broke your heart. And then each lifetime lifetime after that you continued to repeat the same patterns over and over again and it was never resolved there's this underlying sadness loneliness distrust whatever so then this lifetime you're like why why can't i find any dates i can't find anybody on tinder like it's really funny because it's literally the same type of pattern and we have to kind of resolve it before you're able to get that goal of being in a happy relationship Hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, you might not need help from me or somebody else to get past it. Sometimes people will have a breakthrough. Um, but I feel like having additional help, like really exploring the source of where all of this hurt is coming from, it'll help you get there faster. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how put together you think you are. I think everybody needs to talk to somebody about whatever, yes. like therapist, 
friend, family, whatever, like you need to talk mm-hmm. about stuff. You can't just keep bottling it up inside. Yes. I go to a therapist. I am a therapist and I, I've been going to a therapist for more than three years. And I went to mm-hmm. a therapist as a kid too, but I was like, nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> but now mm-hmm. it's, I tell everybody to go to therapy, even if there's nothing clinically wrong, like if they don't meet clinical criteria for a diagnosis, so nice to talk to somebody. You need somebody who's outside of your local circle of people mm-hmm. because sometimes they tell you stuff that they think is the best, but it really is not. Right. You need that outside perspective. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's a therapist or a coach or whatever. I, yeah. And it's good to find a one that like works, like matches with you too. Cause I've been to a therapist where didn't do anything for me. And yes, exactly. I now, say keep therapist shopping forever until you yeah, find one. And like now going through all this spiritual work that I'm going through now, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I needed more of. <laughs> and not just me blabbering for an hour and no like mm-hmm. no like behavioral traits were getting solved or like mm-hmm. it was just me talking. And I'm like, I, I kind of need to like figure out my cognitive mind here and figure out how to change what hell I'm doing mm-hmm. wrong. Well, not wrong, but <laughs> unhelpful. There you go. That's the better I word. I don't think anybody's really wrong per se. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, how did you discover your true purpose in life? And so, yeah, like take me back. What I mean, what did you want to do when you grew up? Did you think you'd be doing this? Like, how did you <laughs> discover all of this and you wanted to do all of this work? Um, well, I always knew I wanted to help people. Okay. Um, at least since I was a teenager, um, because of everything that I've been through in my past, um, I knew that I wanted to help people get through things like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, such as like, do you want me to talk about my past at all? I can like, okay. Um, so like growing up in a dysfunctional household, both of my parents, were addicts um, and they were both like abusers, like, um, like childhood abuse. And I had two disabled brothers as well who needed round the clock medical care. So it was just like kind of chaos. Mm. We had like, well, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure we've had human services coming to our house every month. Um, yeah. I, I just remember this lady used to come and ask me questions. So, and I think she was yeah, just asking me questions. Mm. And now that I'm working in the field and I have like meetings with caseworkers that work for the state, I'm like, that. Now that I know I, what that was when I was <laughs> kid every month. Yeah, exactly. So like I was super depressed as a teenager, super anxious and super hopeless. Like I did not see any future for myself. I was like, this is it. I don't know what I'm even doing. Like, am I going to graduate high school? I don't even care. Like I thought about ending my life a couple times because I just felt like alone. Um, I was in this dysfunctional household and nobody really helped. Nobody really knew either. Um, And then I graduated and I moved the heck out and I realized I was not the problem. And that really changed my life. I realized I'm not the problem. It was the environment I was in. And I'm still dealing with this underlying depression and anxiety And now I realize that I do have PTSD from everything that I've experienced Mm -hmm. as a child, but I didn't know it back then. Um, And anytime they tried to put me in therapy, I was like, I don't need it. Um, But I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of kids are like that. Right. Um, Well, yeah, I don't think we really understand either what it is. I remember sitting there in like a session with a therapist and I was like, my mom needs therapy. I don't need therapy. (laughs) But um. I mean, sure, therapy would have helped me in the moment, but I wasn't ready to receive it. Right. Um, So, yeah, like in high school, I was going through all of that. Um, I really liked psychology, so I took those classes. And then we had, like, in the last semester, they had everybody sign up for community college. Like, nobody was not going to college. They just, like, passed it out in study hall, and everybody signed up, Um, which is actually, I think, a good good incentive if people are, like, interested in that. because some people might just put it off and then never do it. Right. So I applied for college, like community college, got accepted. I actually had like a scholarship because I was in the top 20% of my class. So I was able to go to community college for free. But instead of doing that, 
I took a year off to go work in Disney World, which is totally random. (laughs) (laughs) But my friend signed up for it. So Mm -hmm. I signed up for it. It was like called the college program and it's like an internship and you work there for like, yeah, it was so cool. Like you live in a little apartment with three roommates. They take like 80 bucks out of your paycheck at like a week. Um, of course, at that time, I was making five fifty an hour minimum wage. So wow, but it was still it was still <laughs> a good deal. Yeah. Um, and all I had to worry about was like getting food, and I was just eating Easy Mac anyway. So it's not like I was spending a lot of money on food, and I I could go to Disney World for free whenever I wanted. So it was just like it was a great experience for me to get out of that hellhole that I was raised in, and really starting to understand that it wasn't me causing those things to happen to me that I didn't deserve it that I like and that I wouldn't be stuck there forever I started seeing my future out ahead of me Mm. yeah so I came back to New Jersey after my year was up and I went to reapply to community college because I forgot I applied because it was just like you know it was in that class you know and I just submitted it whatever and um and my major was, and I went to pick my major and they said, oh, you already picked psychology. And I said, I guess I'll do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I just. And you don't even remember picking psychology. No, I mean, I know I liked it, but I don't even remember filling out the application or anything. Oh, that's the universe telling you something. <laughs> I know. So after I got my bachelor's degree, I didn't realize how much more education you needed to become a therapist. Mm. So I was just, and, and I was living on my own. I, and like my last year of senior year of college was super hard because my car died. So I had to quit my job. I didn't have a way to get to my, my job. I was living by myself. So I remember winter break and everybody left like to go with their families. And I was like in my apartment by myself and I was like, I graduated, but I don't have a job. I don't have a car to like get to like, I felt pretty hopeless again then too. But I got a job, thankfully, um, and that's a funny story. Am I talking too much, by the way? Because okay, no, no, you're doing great. <laughs> um, so I got this job. I walked in because I sent in my application. I walked into the interview, and they're like, "Oh, hey, let me see your resume." And they looked at it and they said, "Oh, you're applying to be the manager." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I was. I wasn't." <laughs> But because they saw that I had a degree, they thought I was applying to be the manager. And I just said, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I got the job as a, as a manager of a group home for developmentally disabled and mentally ill people. Um, so I was there doing like m- management duties and direct care to these individuals who they weren't able to work because they were like on permanent disability and they had all these medical issues as well. Um, and that was a very humbling job because it was a house full of six adult males who like couldn't really take care of themselves. So I was in there like showering them, wiping their butts, like changing diapers, like was in there. I was a frontline person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a really good job because it, it's really nice to like help those people. Because if you think about like what you're doing, like if I wasn't there doing those things, who would do that? Who else? Unless they were an employee, of course. But it's like, if they didn't have us helping them, um, mm. then what, what else would they do, you know? And, um, like, I would cook them dinner every night, and I'd pack their lunch for their school the next day. Or they would go to, like, a daytime program, a day, a, an adult daycare, but we just call it, like, school. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, despite everything I've been through with my mom, um, I had some newfound respect for her because she had to care for my brothers who needed that exact type of care, except my brothers couldn't even walk or anything like you, they needed to be carried and picked up and they were, they're big, you know, they didn't think my brothers were going to live past the age of five and they're like 30 years old now and really special, like special that that happened. Um, anyway, I got another job because after um, working at that group home so long as the manager, I had to like write people up and I really didn't like that. But if I didn't write people up, then I would get written up. And I wrote somebody up for getting drunk on the job and fighting one of the clients, like beating them up. And I wrote them up and they got somebody to slash my tires at my job. What? <laughs> I was like, it's time to quit. 
Wow. I'm like the person that weird stuff happens to. Like, I feel like I don't have, I feel like I could be like a random TV show and there's always like something exciting going on. Well, not exciting, but um, something insane. Yeah. Um, Because also during that time, I won two free cruises. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. Like, the universe is playing tricks on me, I guess. Anyway, it was, that was my sign to leave. Mm-hmm. So I got another job in a similar situation, but they were higher functioning and I wasn't the manager. I was like, I'm not being in charge of anybody ever again. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started meeting people and they were telling me, you need a master's degree to be a therapist. So I was like, I guess I'll go to grad school, mm-hmm. but uh, I needed to work full time and I didn't take my GREs. So I was looking for an online program that was accredited by the national counseling organization mm-hmm. and that um did I say online accredited and I didn't have to take my GREs so I found one that's actually a real school located in PA not that the other ones aren't real but it's like a brick, brick and mortar, mortar school yeah so I did that got my master's degree and uh finally like now that I'm working in the hospital I I'm licensed as a therapist, um, still getting supervised to get my next level up license. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to open a private practice um, and accept insurance, then I could do that. But I started realizing I don't really want to do that. I don't want to do like basic ass therapy because there's so many rules. There's so many things you're not allowed to talk about in therapy and you can't really get too much into the woo spiritual stuff. At least that's what I thought, but I've met some social workers who do Reiki and like they're totally allowed to do it. Hmm. So, unless, unless they're, if you're not getting reimbursed by insurance, then it's fine because insurance will not, will not cover that stuff. I know. I wish they would. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, that's when I started realizing that I needed to do more. Like I'm at this hospital, I'm doing the same job every day. I'm doing these assessments. Like I meet people when they come in, they're normally coming from an inpatient or the emergency room and I'm assessing them. I'm hearing their trauma history and all of their symptom history. It gets heavy after a while. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I send them on their way. I sign them up for our programs. Um, but I, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I wanted to do more. Right. And um, I, it's so weird how I fell into this sphere it was probably like exactly a year ago because my friend's birthday was, is in July mm-hmm. and I needed to get her a gift and I was in Urban Outfitters and I looked at the book section and I got my friend the book You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I love that one. I know. <laughs> and then I didn't read it. Like I put it in a little gift bag. I gave it to her and I was like, that, I think I should read that book. And I just went and I bought it for myself mm-hmm. and then then that's when my brain exploded because I was like, holy shit. And then that's when I was like looking for podcasts with her in it. And that's how I started finding like more spiritual and Mm -hmm. like life changing stuff. And I started getting more advertisements on my Facebook, of course, because you know, they're all watching us. (laughs) They are. (laughs) That's how I like got introduced to like Sahara Rose and Kathy Heller and um, listening to all those podcasts and really, expanding myself and realizing there's so much more I could do besides the basic stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you realize how much as a child through elementary school and high school, how they just kind of train you to go through the motions, like mm-hmm. just go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, retire, die. Like that's it. Yep. And I, <laughs> and that's not the life I want. I want to just, I want to make a difference while also not feeling like I'm pulling my hair out every day. Right. I want to be able to be comfortable and not feel guilty about that too. You know, mm-hmm. thinking of what I should be doing according to society. Right. Yeah. So what do you, is there anything that you do to clear your energies after your day job? Like when you I don't, I don't do it enough, but I should. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Got my sage. Nice. Got my got my Palo Santo. I have my essential oil diffusers. I put them on every day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have like a bunch of crystals on my nightstand and I have this whole like windowsill dedicated to it. Like, I'm staring at your uh, salt lamp all the time. I'm like, oh. yeah, so I have I one on my it. desk at work because it, it's so nice. Yeah. And I have, um, I got this Tibetan singing bowl. Oh, nice. I got it from like a, a, what is it called? It's not like a festival. It was like a convention. That's it. They had like a psychic convention and they had a man who was from Tibet who was, had a team of people who were hand making them in like the ancient traditional way. Mm-hmm. So I felt wow. really drawn to like getting one instead of getting one from like Target or wherever they sell them. I don't know. I don't know where they sell them. Not the same. Yeah. Wow. What is um, metaphysical? <laughs> you have Met- that in your bio too. Bio. You said metaphysical and spiritual healing. Did I? Yes. What is that? <laughs> metaphysical. Here. Um, it's, I guess it's really just a synonym for spiritual. It's everything that is not in this realm. Um, okay. It, it's basically everything that's outside of us. Mm. Everything that we're connected to. Um, there's a lot of different like schools of thought. So I'm sure you listened to Sahara Rose talking about the outside bodies, the spiritual bodies. Um, I don't remember all of the the names, but (laughs) you know, everything that's outside of us, the spiritual, spiritual realm, the different dimensions. Um, So healing everything that's outside of us Mm -hmm. because our energy is not just in our body. It's out here. We're, we still have, connections to things like people talk about cord cutting ceremonies i don't know if you've ever heard of that but it's like an imaginary energy yeah. not imaginary invisible invisible. <laughs> invisible cord that connects you to another person that maybe mm-hmm. like an ex-boyfriend or something you gotta cut yeah. that cord something that's still contri- yep <laughs> later <laughs> cut them out <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's just healing everything that people forget about. Like you're not going to go to the doctor and they're not going to talk about your soul. So healing everything soul related. So how has that incorporating the spiritual world changed you and how have you seen it change people that you've worked with? How has it changed me? Mm -hmm. I have a totally different outlook on life. Um, Compared to me just doing jobs, like as an adult, and kind of feeling like a robot going through my life every day, to now feeling like there's so much more out there, feeling so much more purpose-driven, that there's a bigger message that I want to get out there and that I want to help other people get out there, helping people like live to be the truest versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just going every day thinking, okay, what next? I guess I'll do this. I'll get married. I have to save for retirement. I need a 401k, like all that stupid stuff that drives people nuts. There's more to life than that. That stuff is just background noise. It's really mm-hmm. about your time and what you're doing here on this planet right now. Yeah. And I feel like I know for myself getting dabbling into the spiritual world because I started listening to podcasts in November of last year. So it's really recent for me. I never really was spiritual. My family's very religious. I don't like religion. And I was like, so starting my spiritual journey now and even the past month has been incredible for me. And it just makes me like knowing I have all these light beings around me and and I've always known they were there, but having confirmation from your lovely ladies that I've been speaking with just makes uh-huh. me feel not alone. Yes. It's just, it's such a, I guess, it's just peace. I feel at peace. And I mean, yeah, I can still get frustrated with my life. Like, why the hell is this happening? Why and how is all my, my life going to happen? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I just need to relax. But yeah, I mean, we even you said we all because you said you felt alone and I know I've felt alone where I didn't want to be alive anymore either. And, mm-hmm. but we're not alone. We yeah. Have all these light beings here helping us. We just mm-hmm. need to pay attention and tap into ourselves yeah. and find them. Yeah. I mean, you can tell when you're not paying attention because they're going to throw a tree branch on your car. 
like they did to me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's easy to get stuck in like your brain, like thinking things and like. So what do you think you've been stuck on lately? That made self-doubt. Your tree branch and self-doubt. And yeah, like big one. taking the dive into trying to do this full time and leaving my regular nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I know I need to get out of there because it's not good for me. Right. But I'm like worried to like leave it. So trying. I think that's a hard one because I mean you do hear stories of um, people doing that and it works out, but it's scary. I I know I feel you on that one. But yeah. I guess the tree branch is like snap out of it. Basically, snap out of it. Just do it. Yeah, and also I'm not like an astrology buff, but I have a friend who is. And I asked her, I was like, what is going on? And she said there were like six planets in retrograde this past month. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's probably all of, all of the shit was happening at the same time. Yeah. So it's supposed to start getting better now, she said. So. I think, yes, after July. Yes. I'm um, ready. Yeah, I know. I haven't really felt it much. I think just because I'm... I don't know. I haven't really felt it much. I know a lot of people are feeling it. And I'm like, eh, it's nothing more than normal, usual for me. So I mean, yeah, technology not working. That usually happens to me all the time. Yeah. So, is there anything else you'd like to touch up on that you hasn't been mentioned or? Mm, I can't really think of anything. It's just, um, I guess, like I said, when we started the tarot readings in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, um, I know a lot of people come in wanting an immediate answer. They want like an immediate fix. And that's not what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through this type of healing or other type of energy healing, it's not going to happen immediately. Um, even though it, the woo stuff makes it feel magical, it's not like Harry Potter and like you do a spell and it's like it's it's like over it is like a long drawn out process and sometimes you're going to be dragging through the mud but you have to and you can't be hard on yourself for feeling down you know Mm -hmm. people think that quote I should be able to xyz this shouldn't be too hard or I should do this. And the word that is the worst is the should word because it has so many expectations of what you quote should be doing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear a person saying that, I say that they're shooting their pants. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they have all of this crap that they're putting on themselves. Yeah, we so do. You ha- that's why, again, I like to really have a, open conversation with a person before I make my offer, like offer my services to them because maybe they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still have a lot of blockages. Um, so I wouldn't want them to sign up to work with me and then be disappointed. You know, you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. So you probably answered this question, but I ask everyone this. So how, what would you tell someone who feels like stuck with their lives? Hmm. What would I tell somebody? It depends. <laughs> God, is so hard. It depends. I feel like, okay, this is super weird, but I feel like sometimes I am compelled to say something mm-hmm. like, Earlier when I told you something, I felt like I was compelled to, to tell you it, and it had no, no context whatsoever. So in that moment, it would depend on how I'm feeling, but generally it's along the lines of valuing yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it always comes back to that because at the end of the day, what keeps people stuck is not liking themselves enough to try. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if they were able to see just how special they were, then maybe they can start becoming unstuck. They might still have a lot of crap holding them down, 
But if there's just a little bit of a spark where they think, maybe I can, that, that will be enough. If they just keep focusing on that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's generally the bottom line of what I would say. Wow. That just made me tear up. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. So where can uh, people follow you and connect with you? So I mostly hang out on Instagram. Um, my handle is just my name, Jessica Pancrazio. Um, and my website is jessicapancrazio.com. And I do have a Facebook page, but I'm not really on there that much. Mm -hmm. I just, um, you have to link a Facebook page with your Instagram. So that's yeah. what I did. And I normally just repost <laughs> stuff from Instagram on Facebook. Okay. Um, but yeah, Instagram is my main hangout. Like I post there multiple times a day. Um, and then to sign up for services, you can either just send me a message on Instagram or go to the link that I have in my bio or just type in jessicapancrazio.com. Beautiful. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was oh, so exciting. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love this podcast, please share it with someone you think needs to hear it, who would love to hear it. That's how this is going to get spread. That's how love is going to get spread. That's my goal for this podcast is just spread as much love and self-reflection and you know, we're all on this journey together. So the more people that you can tell, the more people you share this podcast with, the more it gets out. Um, if you could also rate and review on any podcast platform that you listen to, I would f truly, truly appreciate it. I love you all so much. Mm -hmm.